This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to the Carl Miller Show. I am your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. And we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics, what's really going on with mortgages today and how is the market in Malvern, Pennsylvania? We're going to meet Mike McDade, who will break this down for us. And Will Looper joins us in the second half. Speaking of Will, we want to give a special uh, thanks to our sponsor this month, Looper Team Mortgage. Will Looper with Movement Mortgage in Lynchburg has the knowledge and products to get you into your next home while keeping as much money in your pocket as possible. Whether you are looking to purchase or refinance your home, Will and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at looperteammortgage.com. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This beautiful two-story farmhouse built in 1883 1823 typo, is located in Bedford with four bedrooms, two bathrooms, and over 1.5 acres of level lot space. Don't overlook this beautiful home. With a renovated kitchen and full covered front porch, hardwood floors, and high ceilings, there is much to love here. And it's priced at just $239.9. Located at 607 Jeter Street in Bedford, visit carmelorealty.com to contact us today for your private showing. And you've seen that house, Yancey. I have. Joining, I have seen that house. It's beautiful. Speaking of Yancey, she's in studio with us. She I'm is, back she after is a very long break. <laughs> from vacation, our amazing marketing director. And uh, we, yeah, you were on vacation. I was on vacation. It's good to be back it's, in studio It is with good you. to be back together, Carl. Yep. So we've, uh, we've had a busy May at our office. We have. We have had two new agents join our brokerage. Um, yeah. We had a staff photo shoot last week because... You can't leave the new people out. Got to get them in the photos. That's right. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. Um, we are sponsoring the Blue Ridge Trail Runners. They have a 10K coming up on July 9th at New London Tech Trails just off of 460. Yep. Um, and this is the third annual Twisted Trail 10K. The run will showcase all of the three loop trails at the park. And it's just going to be a fun day um, supporting that race. Probably a very hot day because it's in July. It's in July. But yeah. And, yeah. you know, trail runners, they don't do things the easy way. So. No, not at all. But and I you... will be at the booth not running. Okay. Yeah. So if you want a good challenge, a 10K race, it'll be a good event. And we'll be there. We'll, ha- we'll probably have a pretty cool door prize yeah. that we'll give away and right. some maybe even some swag. So come on out. It'll For be sure. a lot of fun. You can learn more at Blue Ridge Trail Runners at WordPress.com about this race. So it's Blue Ridge Trail Runners at WordPress. WordPress.com. And if you reach out to them, Blake, he will get back with you. And uh, But yeah, you can register for that race and it, yeah, come out and see us. And that is. One more time, that date is July 9th. That is July 9th, yep. I believe it's 8 o'clock in the morning, I believe. So, Well, hey, it's a pleasure for me to introduce our guest today. Joining us via phone from Malvern, Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike McDade with Remax is on the line. Mike is a friend of mine who I met at real estate conferences, and we have a lot of similar background because we both worked in the trades, and we both have spent a lot of hours on roofs laying down shingles in our past. He's a hard worker, and he is a – what I love about Mike, he's just such a great giver to the people he loves in his life including his clients. Mike McDade, welcome to the show. Carl, Yancey, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so um, go ahead. I just want to say yes. I'm from the greater Malvern area, which probably is not known to many of your listeners, but it's 32 miles southwest 
of Philadelphia. So it's a suburb of the Philadelphia okay. right on. market. I don't deal with Philadelphia, but um, that's where I'm located at. It's like you're reading my notes because I had I was going to ask you that question where that's at. So 32 miles, and it's it's on the you said the southwest side of, of Philadelphia. Yes, yes, southwest. Awesome. Well, hey, let's talk about your local market, Mike. You know, the purpose of this show is to educate and bring perspective to the local housing market of Greater Lynchburg, and we have a population of about two hundred thousand people that are multiple listing service serves. But I'd love to learn about what's happening up in Malvern or mm-hmm. the Greater Malvern area. So let's start off. What's the popu- just general population of Mal- of Greater Malvern? Yeah, so the so the Malvern, uh, it's 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 kind of deceiving, but it's called the Greater Malvern area. But and then the small town I live in is one square mile. It's called Malvern. But then there's some suburbs that surround it, and that's a total of twenty six thousand people, roughly, okay. give or take. Okay. Um, like in my small market that I, I Malvern Borough itself, there's thirty four hundred. Then there's a township called East Whiteland. That's where a lot of uh, the Titans of Industry headquarters are Vanguard, uh, SMS. Uh, it's, it's a very strong market that way. Very good. So, so about okay, cool. So it's kind of a. I mean, when I think Philadelphia, I think huge. But you're like you said, suburb, twenty six thousand people. That's pretty neat. All right, let's talk about your market. How many houses? If I looked on your multiple listing service, how many active homes do you have right now up there? Yesterday it was down. So today it's up. I just did a quick check before I jumped <laughs> mm-hmm. on here. And there's a total of uh, singles and detached, they call them, or townhomes sure. type of thing, and a little bit of land in there. There's a total of 69 homes in the market. Oh, my right gosh. Now. Wow. Oh, my word. Yeah. Not very yeah. much. And that's no. including the, the attached no. and the land, you said, too. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. It's actually, there's 52 single-family homes right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tight. That is tight. Do you know how many are pending? Had you looked that number up? Just curious, how many are pending sale? Yeah, there's 81 pending, okay. and uh, we spoke a little bit about this, and I was telling Carl that the pendings are from 29 million dollars to 197 thousand. That's There's amazing. Literally one house for twenty nine million dollars. Well, as I talk to you and I and I hear what you're talking about with your pricing up there, it's surprising to me how much more expensive your market is than than Greater Lynchburg is. Do you do you do you know about what the average sales price is up there? Yeah, it has jumped dramatically since COVID, uh-huh. from an average of four seventy eight. That's actually two hundred percent. Six seventy eight is the average median market right now. Oh wow! Two you said two seventy eight. No, no, six. Six seventy. I was going to say. So, I mean, it jumped 200,000. That's unbelievable. Yeah, 200, yeah. Two, yeah. Yep. Man, so that's crazy. So, Mike, as a professional, what are you seeing in your market? What has changed in the Malvern market uh, since January 2020? I mean, we see there it's jumped 200,000. What else have you seen? Uh, you know, we're having the same struggles as everybody's market is, is, is inventory, trying to find inventory. And yeah. my personal biggest challenge in my business is, the clients that I have that I'm actively trying to work and help with, they all want to move, but there's no place to go. And yeah. that's where the logic yep. is. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. And you know, here you know, here we are in, in June of twenty twenty two, the world's changed and that we have a tight, tight inventory. So how do, when if you have a buyer coming to you right now who wants to buy up in your market, what are you advising them? Like what's the what's the expectations you set for a buyer? And then maybe speak as well about sellers. Like what's the expectations you're setting for sellers? Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that, Mike. Well, it's funny, the buyers, um, Carl, you know this as well as I do, they're already very well educated about the market. And their biggest question is, am I going to be able to find something? So I just picked up a referral 
from a young couple that's going to be getting married. Now, they don't have anything to, um, to sell, which is nice. So I can actively work with them pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were coming into town this weekend and to look at uh, one house that was at the top of their budget. It's five ninety nine, mm-hmm. And by the time I got off the phone with the agent, she texted back, hey, we just took an offer. Oh, oh my man. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm letting them, I'm, you know, you're trying not to crush anyone's bubbles and spirits, but it's tough. I just lost an offer this Saturday to another couple. Uh, we were 76000 over asking, and I don't know what is worse to hear. You lost the listing or you were the second best offer. Right, right, yeah. For a competitive guy like Man. you, it's probably the second part of that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just and knowing that you offered that much folks, over. Yeah, yes. And these folks I've been working with, they've been clients of mine for a long, long time. They're a young couple. I sold them the first house. They're, I'm just trying to tell them, just don't get attached. Don't fall in love. You know, you're doing everything you can to set their expectations for a potential more mm-hmm. than likely letdown. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. Yeah, for, for sellers, because we, we, we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the market down here in Lynchburg, just a little bit, in that there's more homes for sale. Than, than we've seen for about the last six months now, and uh, and and the offers, the the intensity is slowing just a little bit. Are you seeing something similar in Malvern? Is it still just super white hot intense in in the Malvern, Pennsylvania market? It's pretty. It's it's intense still. It really is. Right. Um, you know, and, and some of those homes that are actually on the market, I was just double checking. They were. Um, I don't know if they do this in your market, but builders. We have a lot of new construction, and the new construction that's going up in the area for singles anyways, they're starting at 1.5 million. Mm. So a lot of builders will take them off the MLS and put them back on. That's what just happened today. So they're just, um, so it shows up as a new listing, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 1.5 mil. So here, the price is, it's, it's really hard to find a home under 400,000. That's new construction, but they're still out there. In fact, we're, we're closing on one next week. That's in the, just under 500. It's a really nice house. Um, so that's interesting wow. to me that you're saying 1.5 is kind of the starting point. Yeah. And again, for listeners, if you just tune in, we're, we're speaking with Mike McDade. He's in Malvern, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia, uh, southwest of Philly. So, Mike, I, I tell you what, I just really appreciate you sharing that because I always think it's interesting to compare our market to other markets. And mm-hmm. Malvern, Pennsylvania, it's, it's not that far up the road. I mean, you're, you're five hours or so, not even five, about five hours away from us. And uh, I'm just curious, Mike, what's your perspective? You've been in real estate a long time. If you, None of us have a crystal ball, right? But where do you see your market going in the next three years, the next 36 months? If you could just give it your best guess, where do you think the Malvern market is going to look like in 2025? Um, I'm thinking that by 2025, we should have an even market, meaning okay. that you know, the inventory rates, I mean, the absorption rate is not so much that it's all linked to the seller's market. Uh, but... That's a long time, but the it next is. 12 months, I'm hoping to start seeing that level out, but we're not seeing that at all, really. I understand. Um, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Well, I think for buyers, it's it's even though we know it's intense, it's good time to just get in now, lock in while the interest rates are still in the low fives, and then build that equity because, like you said, Mike, it's it's not going to it's not going to drop off. We don't think just based on the shortage of inventory. So it's still a good time to get in there and, and lock in while you can. And uh, hopefully your buyers that lost out on that deal last weekend will be able to secure something here mm-hmm. for, your, for for themselves soon, Mike. We're working hard for, for them. <laughs> We're trying. I believe it. Mike McDade, I can't thank you enough for coming on the air with us. It's always good to gain perspective what's going on in other markets. And if listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to reach you, Mike? Best way to reach me is call or text. 
Okay. It's 610-283-2184. And I also have a, a real simple email address. It's my name. It's Mike at MikeMcAid.com. And I'm never too busy for any of your, and I usually say this to the Buffini people, which Carl and I are <laughs> part of the real estate organization, the greater Malvern area. Ah, That's awesome. So if anybody knows anybody looking to move in the greater Malvern area, Mike McDade is your man. If you need that number again, you missed it, contact me. I'll get you in touch with Mike. When we come back, we're going to meet Will Looper with Looper Team Mortgage to discuss what's happening in the mortgage world today. Can buyers still get loans with only 3% down? We'll learn that and more. We're back with the Carl Miller Show, and we're joined in studio by our month's sponsor, Will Looper of Looper Team Mortgage. Welcome, Will. It's good Thanks. to have you. Thanks. Good to be back. Thanks for sponsoring us. Absolutely. Of course. You, one of the things I love about you, Will, is you strive really hard to add good value to our clients and just to the clients that you serve, and you do excellent at that. So it's just a pleasure to have companies like yours sponsor our show. So That's right. And also. first off, it's not the first time you all have sponsored. We had you guys end of last year, so thanks again for sponsoring us this summer. And secondly, Will, I would love to take the first couple minutes of this segment to introduce you and for any of our listeners who don't know about Movement Mortgage and kind of how you got involved with that. So Yeah, we actually just celebrated uh, six years at movement mortgage and then uh, obviously a couple years in the industry before movement but yeah we've been here locally in lynchburg for the last six years and having a blast doing it that's great man time flies when you're having fun it's wild it seems that's six years passed really quickly yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's that's fantastic (laughs) that's fantastic we get you know clients and business relationships often ask about the interest rates and that's obviously a hot topic and even this week in the markets they've been really crazy Mm -hmm. friday there was lots of stuff going on in the market what are you seeing right now and what do you kind of see looking forward in the second half of 2022 yeah. So, you know, obviously all of that comes with the disclaimer of who knows what's going to happen. But yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> but right. all of the analysts uh, that I read are really kind of expecting rates uh, to continue to go up a little bit. Um, there has been, uh, just because of the possibility of what the economy has been doing, there is a, a couple people that say that uh, maybe we end up with rates coming back down a little mm. bit in mm-hmm. the f- like, late third, early fourth quarter this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that everybody's expecting at this point. So sure. usually uh, they're probably going to get a little bit higher than they are currently, and then they'll probably level off for a little bit, at least for the next little while. Right. Well, rates are a hot topic. So, but how does, what does that look like for the average consumer? Let's say I'm a first time home buyer. You know, there, and there's so many different mortgage products. And if we have time, we'll explore this today. But uh, my curiosity is to you is this um, now that the market seems to be shifting, like the housing market is shifting just a little bit, Will. And what I'm seeing as a professional is there's not as many offers coming in on every house. Mm-hmm. Homes are maybe taking a few extra days before they go under contract. Now they're still selling fast, but yep. the market is shifting. I've seen more shifting. price reductions this week. So I'm a first time home buyer and I don't have 20 percent down payment safe. What are my options? Can I buy a house with 3% down or 5% down? Talk about that market. Or maybe I've sold a house and I didn't have as much equity and yeah. 5% to put down. What are my options? So there are, um, I mean, there's a common misconception that, oh, I have to put 20% down. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely not the case. There are a lot of different loan programs. There, Well, here in Virginia, we have the Virginia Housing Association or VHDA. You'll mm-hmm. might, you might hear people talk about that. Uh, VHDA is a great program for first time home buyers, which is defined as not having a, owned a home in three years. Okay. So say you owned, you sold a house five years ago and you haven't had anything, congratulations, you are technically a first time home buyer mm. again. But 
They have a lot of zero down programs, whether they are conventional uh, government with FHA. They mm -hmm. actually they have USDA programs as well with closing cost assistance grants. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing for our veterans. Uh, veterans have VA loans, which is the Veterans Administration, mm -hmm. has zero down options um, mm -hmm. that are really, really good. So but. Even if you get away from being a first-time home buyer with VHDA, uh, a standard conventional mortgage only requires a minimum of 5%. Okay. So you don't have to have that 20% saved up. You will have a little bit of mortgage insurance included in your payment. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not as much as some people make it out to be. Uh, there's also FHA loans where you only need 3.5% down. Mm -hmm. And you could, I mean, you could be a non-first-time home buyer, you know, make... A million dollars a year and say you want to only do three and a half percent there's no stipulations on that mm. um other than loan limits but that's like four hundred and twenty thousand. so yeah yeah got it got it well so, if a buyer is going to be in a home for four to six years are there adjustable rate mortgage options for them there are um it's so funny because especially you know post what happened at the end of the early 2000s uh adjustable rate mortgages are you know, like the thing that everybody kind of whispers about and right. nobody really wants. <laughs> sure. But yeah. there are like, say, you know, you're going to be in a in a home for, like you said, four to six mm -hmm. years. There are loans that have like a seven year fixed rate yes. portion at okay. the beginning. And so your interest rate doesn't adjust until after that first seven years gotcha. is done. Right. So if you're going to leave in five years, you know that you're going to. So like the entire time that you own the property, you're going to have a fixed rate mortgage mm -hmm. right. that may offer you a better interest rate than your standard conventional loan. Does. And, that, and so that's that's where that, I think that was a, the heart of that question, because sometimes people are just stretched. And so are there options where they can maybe afford a house that maybe again, not to not that we're being going off the rails here. We're not we're not doing right. no down payment and and no in interest only loans type mm -hmm. here. But we're talking about just what are some options for buyers? So, because if you think about it, the only time it really matters what you pay for houses the day you buy it and the day you sell it, we do live in the payment. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we have to be a little creative. And again, for that buyer who knows, hey, I'm out of here in six years, you know, a seven-year yeah. arm might be worth exploring, at least just to make an informed decision at least. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, because um, you always want to do your own research. You always want to make sure every single person's financial situation is going to be this, I mean, as different as their fingerprints. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it and it does make sense, it's it's an option worth exploring for sure. So. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, and, and Will, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air today, just how the difference right now is that we, we've all known that house prices have appreciated just so much. In fact, mm -hmm. the National Association of Realtors put out a report just recently that, the, now this is a U.S. average, Lynchburg did not experience this, but the average homeowner in the U.S. saw an increase of equity of over $50,000 in the last 12 months. Not a bad investment. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry. it's, laughs> a fact, right. Yeah, I mean, and we're seeing, I mean, there's a lot of ta factors here. There's the whole scarcity issue. There's uh, real estate's a hedge against inflation. Inflation, you know, when, when that happens, when the dollar devalues, assets tend to flow to fixed assets like real estate. But so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a homeowner, my house is going up, but I'm having some struggles financially. And we were talking about a trend that you're seeing Talk about that a little bit, just how revolving debt is up. You, you were the yeah. one who enlightened me on this. So uh, there was a report that came out recently that uh, revolving debt in, a, in your average U.S. household, and that's your credit cards, that's your you know your personal loans, the, the things that you owe money on each month mm -hmm. um, are are really starting to ramp up compared to what they were during you know 2000 to late tw 2021, sorry, 2020 to 2021. Um, 
and U.S. savings, like household savings accounts, have started going down. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you've got a, a lot of folks that are dealing with, you know, whether it's the tank, whether it's their gas tanks getting filled up, the cost of food, cost of energy, stuff like that. Sure. Um, you have an untapped resource in your home's equity where you can potentially look at doing a cash out refinance using the equity from your home to pay off all these other debts that have super high interest rates. Now, granted, interest rates these days are definitely higher than they were a month ago. Mm-hmm. But if you can increase your house payment by 200 bucks and knock out $700 worth of monthly bills, mm-hmm. then that's a $500 per month net savings, which can really help people yeah. out. You know, yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's not going to be a slam dunk for everyone to do that, and it might not make sense. But mm-hmm. again, it's an option worth exploring, and it really could improve somebody's monthly budget. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's good perspective. Again, informed decisions. You know, yep. he, we we don't want to get into a and you know I, we don't want to get into a situation where we're just always locked in with debt. But uh, but the reality is, you got some tools and resources available right now as consumers that we didn't have three years ago. Correct. Because of that that massive equity increase, so it can it can work to your favor too. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, what are some trends you've noticed within the lending world that you you, you that you know that you're seeing right now? You know, or maybe even four months ago, and the market the market is shifting again. But what are some trends you've noticed that that you we didn't have prior to say you know February of 2020 or oh, March man. of 2020? So as as intense as the housing market has been, and and like you said, it is starting to shift a little bit, but it's still you know if if it was at an 11, now it's at like a 10 and a half. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's still yeah. crazy. It's still yeah. Um, is, yeah. But a lot of folks will think that a pre-qualification and a pre-approval are mm. the same things. Yeah. A pre-qualification means, hey, I filled out something online and I got a little letter saying that my I have a good credit score. Mm-hmm. But nobody's done, you know, nobody has done research into somebody's income on a mm. pre-qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, a pre-approval takes that an, their next step further. You gather your documents you, and you go from thinking you're good to knowing that you're good. Yeah. So when you come into an offer situation, because there's, there's more than likely going to be multiple offers on a lot of the homes here just because of the national shortage right. in inventory. Right. If you have just a pre-qualification letter, mm-hmm. that seller is looking at yours going like, eh, maybe, you know, it, it might yeah. be good. Yeah. But then they're also looking at a pre-approval yeah. knowing that you're good. Yeah. So that makes your offer a lot more attractive. And, and I appreciate you saying that. And I will just share just another thing that I've, you know, because I'm in the, I'm on the side where I get the multiple offers coming in. And I'll just share this. If it's a local lender and it's got a name like Will Looper attached to the top of it, I know it's good. Right. right? And I can <laughs> and I can advise my seller accordingly. Look, mm-hmm. we're dealing with somebody who's local. I know where his office is. If there's a problem, I can walk in his door and bust his chops. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, you know, versus versus an eight hundred number right. where in Ohio where that buyer is just a case number and a file number. Mm-hmm. And if there's a problem, there's just no way of solving it with accountability yep. like you have when your office is right here in Lynchburg dealing with Lynchburg agents. Well, and there's no there's no accountability either because right. if it doesn't work out, it's not any skin right. off their back. They're right. you know, yeah. they're like, Well, okay, I guess that yeah. one didn't work out. Yeah, and yeah, just no relationship. Again, you're a file number to that loan right. officer as opposed to uh, somebody who lives and works and contributes to the local economy. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a distinction that I like to make too. I feel like we've had that question come up a lot recently, like what the difference is between those two. So it's good to have a clear like view on what the difference is because we have people call in all the time and you know they want to put like an offer in like within the next hour and you're like, hey, are you pre-approved? And they're like, no, but I have a pre-qualification letter and things like that. And so, so if somebody's in that those. situation, yeah. what's the process? Like, how can I become pre-qualified? Will oh, I mean, you can during the week. Obviously, we have normal business hours, pre-qualifications, mm-hmm. and and 
doing stuff over the phone. Um, however, we COVID has taught us uh, everything about possibly working remotely if we need to. Right. So yeah. we do have an online application uh, where people can fill stuff out. I work uh, on the weekends. I have you know I have my laptop at all times. If I get a text from an agent and they're like, "Hey, this is urgent," mm-hmm. we can hop on there and I can usually have something done. You know, yeah. thirty minutes ha- to an hour. Yeah. yeah. So, but having somebody fill out their information online means that I have all the tools I need immediately to be able to figure out if we can do something. Yeah. Yep. So that's probably the easiest way to go. We're speaking with Will Looper with Looper Team Mortgage. And Will, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier about how the market went white, hot, intense. Maybe it's just cooled off just a little bit. And kind of to that point, we've just been in a, in a very abnormal market. I mean, mm-hmm. since especially, and it's even more intense. I mean, I, I found, it's funny. I, I, I've been watching the market. I've been tracking it. And for those of you that follow me on social media, I usually Fridays do a, do a market update. And uh, so two years ago, there was 450 single-family homes for sale right now. So this was in June of 2020. We were still in the heart of in the throes of the pandemic. Well, fast forward two years, and, and, and it's still very, very – it's half that. There's about 100, 240, 250 single-family homes now. So – but looking at the interest rates, it was so abnormally low. So much money got injected into the economy. The Fed manipulated the rates. We all know that, and they dropped down into the low to mid twos on a thirty-year mm-hmm. fix there for a short period of time. But it was under three for quite some time. Had we, if we just looked though at the picture of going back to January twenty twenty, when the interest rates at that time were averaging at three point nine percent, and fast forward to June twenty twenty two, and again I know this week's been very volatile, but you know generally they've been in the low to mid fives. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't seem too bad. A two-year period looking at it from January 2020 to June 2022 to see it go from 3.9 to 5.375 would be considered normal, mm-hmm. right? But because we went down so far, mm-hmm. then people are freaking out when mm-hmm. the rates, rates dropped two points. But the reality is is that if you look at it from the broader perspective, it's not that far off of what normally would have happened. It's just we were abnormally off. Right. What's anything you want to add to that perspective? I well, just found that just conversation really interesting this week when I was out in Denver for a, for a real estate conference. Yeah, if you look at the price of a mortgage bond right. over the past five years, okay, um, a lot of people don't remember this, but like mid to late 2018, rates are about what they are now, mm-hmm. and that was within four, you know, within the past yeah, four great years. Perspective, yes. So, f- but the time it took to get to those rates from their lowest point before that was probably about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. a year and a half's time going from like right around four percent, like you said, um, down to five and a half or up to five and a half in January late December of twenty twenty one to uh, the first week of January twenty twenty two, we were still at that three yeah. and a half to four yeah, percent mark. And sure. now instead of it taking a year and a half, it's only taken six months yeah. Yeah. to get to where we are right now. And mm-hmm. that is um, why it feels like such a knee jerk or, you know, like right. everybody's like, oh, wait a minute, this happened really fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but rates in the market are cyclical. This yeah. is a totally normal thing. Yep. And the the benefits of home ownership and having appreciation just really outweighs the co- the higher cost of interest rates. Very right. Will, thanks so much for joining us. Yanti, you have one more quick question. We have a few seconds left. Yeah, Will, we <laughs> always ask a bonus question. I just got a fun one for you. Hey, so if you were not a lender, what would your dream job be? I went to school to be a hockey writer. No way. Yep. I was <laughs> okay, cool. uh, I was going to be a hockey reporter, work in the PR department okay, of a hockey awesome. team. Yeah. We don't have time to talk about your beloved Hurricanes right now, uh, but uh, I feel for Rangers. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, Very good. 
Well, I tell you what, Yancey, we've got something fun for our listeners That's yet. Right. Go ahead. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. All right, a little bit of a different bizarre real estate fact of the week this week. In Tunisia, Africa, you can book an overnight stay in Luke Skywalker's boyhood home for $10. This was the exact spot they filmed the scene for the movie. $10, Carl. Luke Skywalker. We should get an Airbnb there. Uh, Host an Airbnb in Africa. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Well, I want to thank Will Looper with Looper Team Mortgage for sponsoring our show. Thanks for joining us today, Will. Appreciate your perspective. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, folks want to get a hold of you. What's the best way to reach you, Will? Uh, You can call our office at 434-221-3823, or you can reach me via email at will.looper, that's L-U-P-E-R, at movement.com. Very good. And if you missed that, just uh, we'll repost it up on our social media feed as well. So thanks again, and thanks for joining us today. If you're looking to move this summer, contact us, carlmillerrealty.com. See you next week.